Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Tech Editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm actually at the Vox Media headquarters in New York, so I can say that even louder. This is a show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech. It could be anything like, what's the best laptop to buy right now? There's so many new ones out there. Or why is this smart home still sort of dumb? What's going on with Uber right now? A lot of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on. We'll talk that about that in a bit. And how many Bitcoins does Kara have and how much are they worth? That's None. what I really want to know. None. No <laughs> I thought you had a Bitcoin. I don't have a Bitcoin. I might no. have one. I might have a single Bitcoin. In yeah. any case, I don't know why I have it or how I bought it or what how to do anything with it. But there you have it. You should um, give it to so us, for his retirement. Yes, I should ask a Bitcoin expert. So send us your questions. We really do read them all. Find us on Twitter or tweet them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag Too Embarrassed. We also have an email address. It's too embarrassed at Recode.net. And a friendly reminder, Embarrassed has two R's and two S's. So we are done with the 2017 Code Conference, which means I'm on the road again and calling in remotely and away from you, Lauren. From the Vox Media Podcast Network. HQ. I'm in HQ. It's wow. a fancy studio here they have. You know, yeah, we operate well, out of I a closet so. in San Francisco, but it's nice here. I would hope that with the name like Vox Media Podcast Network, it would be a fancy studio. Yeah, it's uh, a fancy studio. Well, I miss you. It was it was fun hanging out with you at Code last week. It yep. seemed as though Recode put on a fantastic event. It was good. Uh, and we're going to tell you in a little bit where you can find all of the content from that event. While yep. we were there, we also taped a Too Embarrassed podcast with Walt Mossberg, who is retiring, and we sent him off in style. We had a lot of great questions from top tech executives. We surprised him. He had no idea this was coming, and people like Bill Gates, Jack Dorsey, Cheryl Sandberg, Meg Whitman, you, a lot of people called in with questions, and uh, we get some great responses from Walt, so you'll want to check yes, out that episode. Yes, Walt-a-palooza. It yeah, was. We did. We did a nice stuff. We did an interview with Dick Costello. We did uh, a bunch of things, and we also had other people, you know, like Hillary Clinton and Steve Ballmer and Andy Rubin, all kinds of people. That's right. pretty great. Lorraine yeah. Powell Jobs, Senator yeah. Kamala Harris, uh, really just a lot of low-level executives and local politicians, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great show. So today I'm too embarrassed to ask. We move along to new things that have happened, right? Correct? Yeah, we're, we're back to consumer tech. We're talking all about Apple today, which just held its annual Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, it wasn't San Jose. Yeah. Normally it's up in San Francisco. After 15 years, they moved it back to San Jose. Now this is normally a software focused event. It's the annual event where Apple uh, makes a bunch of operating system changes and software changes and really tries to appeal to its app developers since the app economy is pretty important to Apple and pretty important to, to iPhones and other devices. This year, though, we wrote this earlier today in The Verge, it really became a hardware event. I mean, it was one of the most hardware focused software events ever. So we're going to talk about all of that and answer all of your questions in the second half of the show. Yeah. And joining us to talk about all this is Neelay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge. He's right here with me. Hi, Neelay. Here I am. Hello. How are you doing? I'm super excited to be on the show. We have Lauren on The Vergecast all the time. This is like my big debut. Yeah, on the this show. is Neelay's first time on Too Embarrassed to Ask. Uh, How he was exciting. going to come on at one point last year, and then there was like big breaking news, and we sort of changed. We called an audible and changed topics last minute. Um, so, Neelay, thanks so much for coming on. Now, I've been, I've been and crying you, ever since. You were not at the Apple event. I did. Not I was. See this you is like there. the first time in. I don't know, eight, nine years I haven't gone to an Apple event. And, and why yeah. was that? You did it remotely, right? I, yeah, I was here. I just, the Verge is very big and very busy. I had mm -hmm. to stick around for some things. Yeah. We have a big live show with Walt on Friday. Mm -hmm. I said to prepare for that. You do. Can you like talk about that show that you're doing? I would love to plug the show. All right, on please plug show. that show. Um, 
<laughs> well, Mossberg and I do a show called Control Alt Delete. Mm-hmm. Um, it is ending. You're going to retire, yeah. It's going to retire. So Unless we're taping... you hire someone named Walt, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> in the market. You can tweet at me. I'm at Reckless if your name is Walt, but only if your name's Walt. Uh, but on Friday, we're taping our last live episode of that show here in New York. So if you can, if you're in New York. Where are you doing it? Uh, the School of Visual Arts Theater. Great. So it's like an event. It's a it's whole like event. Thing. Yeah, I think there's going to be 300 people. Oh, yeah, there's a VIP reception. I've never been a VIP. No mm-hmm. one has ever received me. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that experience. <laughs> but anyway, but I, all that means I wasn't at WWC, but Lauren was there. A yeah. bunch of Verge people were there. Yeah, they were. Super exciting coverage. Show. So there's so much to talk about. Uh, I saw a bunch of the executives at an event uh, and stuff, and it looked pretty, pretty full of stuff, and they were very excited to talk about them, about the AI, around all kinds of stuff. So let's start with... The software, the iOS 11. So why don't you go through pretty much everything, and then we'll go through piece by piece. I'll go through everything. Everything. Every single the, the thing. Problem with everything, the problem with everything is it is a lot this year. So yeah, I would was. say with yeah. iOS 11, Lauren, you were there. I'm sure you have many thoughts as well. But the big part of it to me, the, the most important piece of it to me, is how much attention they lavished on the iPad. So they started out with a bunch of little things that will make your iOS life better if you have a phone. Uh, control center is better. You can mm-hmm. turn off the mobile data without killing your Bluetooth on a plane, which is great if you have Bluetooth headphones or if <laughs> right. you're on the plane. Like, right. it's the only you just tweeted that last wanted. week, too. You know someone was, just rushed to make that feature. Yeah. And you <laughs> like, that. that feature isn't wired up. It's just a Photoshop template just to make me happy. They changed some things about how iMessage works. So your phone doesn't fill up because people sent you pictures. They store it in the cloud now. Mm-hmm. All that's great. I think it's little refinements around the edges. There's always the... Which one the, did you like the most? Okay. I mean, that that... I ride a lot of planes. I know you take a lot of planes. Mm-hmm. Being able to turn off the cell radio without killing your Wi-Fi or Bluetooth is actually a meaningful improvement in how my phone All works. Right, okay. So I'm excited about All that. Right. There's AR kit. Apple's obviously very excited about AR. Yeah, they seem to be. They did a bunch of demos. I look at the demos of things like AR, mm-hmm. and I wonder, why would I want to play a game by holding my iPad up at eye level three feet right. away from a table for several hours? Mm-hmm. But that stuff is all enabling technology for developers. I think it's really important. We can talk about it. We probably will talk about AR at length. But that's like on the phone side. On the iPad side, they actually did a lot of work to make it much more like a Mac. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge change for Apple. It is kind of the fulfillment of a promise that they've been making with the iPad for so long to make it a useful product that you might use instead of your laptop. And it feels like the things they've added, like, Really good multitasking. I think you can do up to three apps now. They've added a dock. There's drag and drop. They're all things we take for granted on our laptops. They're things that you've not been able to do on an iPad. And I think this is the beginning of them bringing the Mac and the iPad closer and closer together. I don't, Lauren, you were there. What do you think? The iPad was the thing that I actually made that beeline for when the event was over. And there's usually a demo area where we can play with stuff. And I went straight for the iPad uh, because I wanted to see some of these changes that are going to be coming up in iOS 11 on iPad. And by the way, it happened to be new iPad hardware, uh, but we'll get to that too. Neil is totally right. The software to me felt more like, ah, this is is what I do on a Mac. This is how I manipulate apps and use things Mm -hmm. and drag things into files and stuff on a Mac. I've always said that I think one of the biggest constraints of iPad as a computer is not that it's not powerful. It's they're they're actually amazingly powerful. And this one had a new chip too. But just that ability to just sort of say, I'm going to throw something on the quote unquote desktop, right? I'm going to put something on the home interface. I I can throw a file there and then I can grab it later when I want. I can I can just do things in a way that I want to. And 
to a point, I mean, Apple believes, and uh, you know, the company has like said this since the beginning of mobile, basically, that the mobile interface should still be somewhat constrained. People shouldn't be able to mess up or clutter their desktops in the way that we do on our laptops, right? And a lot of people have like very messy laptops. And Apple thinks like, that's too much of a mess. And listen, when you're on an iPad or you're on an iPhone, th- this is the app icon arrangement. You can only do so much. But there's a little bit more manipulation here that I right, thought is like, yeah. really good. And, I really like that. It. What's exciting to me, at a remove is these are small features, but they present in some an actual vision for the future of the iPad so, as a product. Right, so, which so Apple's been talk lacking. about that, the idea of it beyond that. And then I do want to get to peer to peer payments on the phone. Who doesn't love peer to peer payments? Who, I love peer to peer payments. Love peer to peer payments. Kara, <laughs> we say P to P on this podcast. And okay, I right, use industry well, jargon you know as much well, as possible. There's actual normal people who listen to it, so let's try to, like, you know. AR, by the way, is augmented reality if you need a definition. <laughs> if you're listening to this show and you don't know what yes. AR is, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so talk about overall, what, when you're talking about the, well, how is that? What is this theory of the Patel theory? <laughs> the Patel theory. I, you know, I think Apple is, and it, I think everyone would agree, is an exceptionally well-run company, mm-hmm. right? From, yes, they're adults. They are adults. They know what they're doing. They execute on whatever it is they decide to do extraordinarily well. They build a billion iPhones a year. Mm-hmm. From an execution standpoint, I think they're unmatched maybe in any industry. Mm-hmm. From a what the hell are we going to make perspective, I think there has been some questions about what their product line is going for. And you can see them across time starting to answer those questions. So the Apple Watch came out and then they completely rebooted the interface of the Apple Watch. They, the, the thing that they announced at the big event with like Bono and the tent that they built – all of that is kind of gone, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the product is much more focused on being a fitness right. tracker. Mm-hmm. They updated the interface for that, the watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a little bit away from the Mac. And then yesterday they put a ton of emphasis back on the Mac in response to the criticism. Right. And that product line appears to have some momentum and clarity right, again. Right, because they had a lot of criticism. They had a lot of criticism. Yeah. Right. The yeah. iPad has basically been... An, a declining a, asset. A declining asset. Mm-hmm. The sales haven't grown. It has felt more like a big iPhone than the future of computing for Mm -hmm. a little bit too long. And you can see that they are heavily investing in what is the future of this product as its own product as opposed to, well, laptops are broken, so you're just going to use this larger iOS tablet. I think they're starting to get some clarity about what their product should be, and that's really important for them. Well, can I make one more note about the iPad too? It's also worth noting that the vision of the iPad that we saw on Monday after the keynote, it's not the same as Microsoft Surface line, right? But it's not super dissimilar from what Microsoft had envisioned years ago with the Surface RT, uh, which, you know, had a mobile processor, is a tablet that is sort of supposed to be a computer and comes with an accessory keyboard. And Tom Warren from The Verge actually pointed it out first, so I can't take credit for it. Um, But that vision, I mean, maybe for Microsoft was a little too early, and maybe that wasn't the best implementation of it. But it's all kind of going that way now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peer to peer payments. You know, Apple has Apple Pay. I think they're very proud of it. I think it's one of the more successful mm-hmm. kind of things that they've made. You have the Venmos of the world. You, but they haven't been in that yeah. space. So I think, yeah. I mean, the way it, they demoed it works great. You text a friend, say you owe me money, and then it pops up on their screen. Right. And you can just put your thumb on the fingerprint reader and send the money. I am a little bit concerned that the way that you trigger that is by saying the words, you owe me money. Yeah. It seems very <laughs> aggressive to me. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. What's wrong with you owe me money? 
Well, I mean, there's if you're, a, you're at the end of dinner, you're like, well, that was a great dinner. Hang on a second. You owe me money. Yeah, it's like, that's how you do it. No, no, no. I think that there's like a little, <laughs> a little like tiny icon in the tray yeah. that yeah. looks like I, a pie I like icon. to end all of my social interactions and by then, just demanding <laughs> money directly from people. Hey, it was great I just seeing say, give you. Give me the fucking <laughs> Yeah, I think they have a, that's actually a macro. You just hold that, you do a three finger swipe and it says, you fucking asshole. Give me the money. You cheap bastard. Make it clear which curse you're going to use. So, um, all right, so peer to peer, it's fine. You think it's fine? It's just it's like, great. It's a big step up. You yeah, know, there's Venmo is not a social element to it. Like right. Venmo, people think, seem to like that weird social. And element. Venmo also works across platforms, yeah, which exactly. they, yeah. yep. Apple seems to never so recognize. Still as not important. quite. And one thing I noticed too about Apple Pay Cash in like very brief glimpses that I saw of is that even though there's no social element like there's on Venmo and Kara, I know you have mm-hmm. like mixed feelings about the whole social element of bad Venmo. feelings about the social element. <laughs> yeah, I was Carrie hates seeing when you're all drinking. Okay. Basically just keep it private. Like keep it's your so nefarious braggy. activities to it's yourself. So Kara Swisher doesn't want to I'm surprised you don't want to see it. I'm surprised you don't want to like snoop on people. On Venmo? Know, but just, it annoys me. Yeah, it annoys her. But the one good thing that both Venmo and Square Cash have, and Square Cash isn't, isn't like outward facing or sh- social, but you can do this, is you can describe what you are paying for. So you can yeah. say like, I am paying Kara for the coffee or I'm paying, mm-hmm. you know, Walt's paying me for the dozen Trentas I bought him at WWDC yeah. or whatever <laughs> it might be. And then you can go back and see a log of that. And as far as I've seen so far, you could, I could see like, I paid Neil Patel $30, but there's no like memo functionality, yeah, which is strange. Obviously. Um, anyway, let's get to the hardware because I think that is also interesting. And I think probably, you know, we're going to talk about the new Macs and the new iPad Pro, but I think the focus was on the HomePod, HomePod, HomePod. The HomePod, HomePod. HomePod, HomePod, um, HomePod, HomePod, HomePod. Yeah, this product to me is it's more questions than answers. Okay. Um, in but like, let's just hear your questions. Here are my que- Okay, here are the questions. All right. How do their speakers actually work? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're claiming to do an awful lot of processing. I've listened to a lot of audio processing in my life. Some of it sounds really good. Some of it sounds really mm-hmm. bad. Does it actually work well? Who knows? Uh, what the hell is on the top of it? Is it a screen? Is it just a Siri waveform that lights up with like a dime store LED? Uh, is it an interface? No one actually is confirming or denying anything, and there's, there were actually two different variants of the thing there at the time. Mm-hmm. It only supports Apple Music. Is right. Apple really building a product that has a total addressable market of $27 million? Right. Or do they want a bigger market? Apple generally so wants... why they do it this way. I don't know. Well, you can, like I said, you more can stream other things over Bluetooth. No, it doesn't have Bluetooth. It only has uh, AirPlay 2. That's I another question. Think it, oh, what okay, is AirPlay right. 2? So then, so then the third-party app developers have to support that. Okay, okay. Right. So the yeah. third-party app developers have to support this new standard. AirPlay as a standard that's has right. been lagging for years sure, yeah. behind its competition. Yeah. What is AirPlay 2? How does it work? I have no idea. Yeah. So it's just you a lot of questions. questions Siri. Siri. Oh, another. Notoriously not good at actually recognizing what you say. Uh-huh. Did they improve it? Didn't talk about that at all. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, there were no demos of anyone talking to the HomePod whatsoever. Wow. Either on stage or as So you're as feeling far not positive about this I'm HomePod. feeling like it's this pretty. is a super pretty product. It's Apple. I'm sure it will work well. But I think that the list of questions that remain unanswered after the event well, is very interesting. Very I don't odd. really want to buy it. I've got the Alexa. I mean, I've sure. got the, the, and I didn't buy the Google one because I don't want them snooping in my home. But I turn off the the Amazon one a lot too, yeah. and I just don't think I want another. You I know, do. I do think Apple will give me better privacy. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I, I yeah, think that's what I'm kind of interested in. On the dimensions where Apple is competitive, I'm sure they're going to be very, very competitive. Um, 
They will probably protect your privacy better. They said they're going to encrypt it end to end. They don't need to sell your data the way that right. Google yeah, that's wants why to I'm collate and sell your data or Amazon wants to sell you things. Um, but on the metrics where Apple traditionally doesn't compete very well, right. it's confusing. So it's expensive. It's $329. Yeah, that was another thing. The Echo is $179. Or the, even cheaper if you get the teeny little. Sonos yeah, the, Play the, 1 is $199, even though I know uh, it doesn't have a microphone and voice assistant. Sure. And that is Sonos' greatest problem. Yeah, but the, the Amazon Puck, is f- they often discount it to $40. Yeah, no, I've got it. You can see uh, Bezos being all. like, I'm going to throw one away for free. Like, you're a Prime member? Here's an Echo Puck. Yeah. So Apple has that kind of... How do we get in the market? And then their big push is an audio quality. I am a huge nerd for speakers. I mm-hmm. spend thousands of dollars on stereo equipment. Mm-hmm. I love things that sound great, but I I don't think everybody is like me. I think yeah. most people pick convenience and Nobody price like you over sound quality. On many things. That's true. I'm one of a kind. I'm the only person who buys speakers <laughs> nice in the world. Um, no, but I, I think no, you know, I agree. Apple I built agree. an empire selling. It was selling... weird messaging. It was, what did yeah. you think, Lauren? What, it was weird mess. I even thought, and I wasn't even there, right. weird messaging. But let me just finish this one thought. Mm-hmm. Apple built an empire with iTunes selling low bitrate audio files to play over cheap white headphones. Right. And everyone loved it. It was one of the greatest moves mm-hmm. in consumer tech history. Now saying we're going to sell you a much more expensive speaker because it sounds better is it – do, it doesn't even yeah, line what? up with their history. What? But yeah, Lauren, go ahead. Lauren, your thoughts? So Apple is notorious for jumping into a market later than everyone else. It just kind of watches other companies do its thing and bides its time and then suddenly comes in and says, hey, we, we've done this thing and we've done it better. Um, and that's their, that's their value proposition. And I, after just seeing the HomePod very briefly at WWDC this week, I'm not 100% convinced yet that it is, in fact, a better solution. There are too many questions, as Neil I said. The wireless protocol is something that we would have to play around with. Uh, you know, we kind of experience the sound in a very controlled environment. And uh, I mean, I have a lot of speakers here. I, I'm not into like high fidelity audio the way that Neilai is, but I have a lot of speakers here that are in that same kind of price range, like the $100 to a few hundred dollar price range. And I would want to compare it at home. This emphasis on audio quality is really interesting because I, I think it's because of, I don't know, sort of like the fallibility of Siri still, like even at the start of the event, not knowing 100% yet that this speaker was coming, I, you know, there was a song by Foles playing, that's F-O-A-L-S, Foles. And I went to ask Siri, like, who are foals? And <laughs> it was like, what is Phil's coffee? You know, it, it responded yeah. with Phil's coffee. And then I said, what are foals? And it said the falls. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, and so I just, and granted it was yeah, a very noisy style. environment, but, but like they, I don't think they're at the point yet where they can say, okay, the main value proposition here is this amazingly smart and responsive AI. So the value prop has to be the audio. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah. We'll see. But we'll at the see. same time, it's I. I would not say that Alexa or Google Home are so far ahead of Siri. They're just enough That's ahead. They are advertising. They're just, their marketing. Yeah, they're, they're coming, out there. It doesn't look. If you were going to come in from behind, you come in with something really spectacular. Right. And Apple's. I mean, the Amazon Echo is not a beautiful product. Mm-hmm. The Google Home is not a beautiful product. Neither of them sound great. Right. So you're Apple. You make a beautiful product that sounds great. But you're and going- maybe. A bunch of people are going to buy. I mean, so you're going, eh, and Lauren's going, meh. Like that. Well, my yeah, question I, is, too, is whether or not this actually could them. be the hub. Because for yeah. a little while, we were talking about the TV box as the hub, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, now you can talk to your TV and Siri. You can call up Siri through Apple TV, and then you can control your lights, or you can control, like, whatever other smart thing is connected, right? And that, like, that's not really realized yet. So is this speaker the hub, or is this speaker a speaker? Right. So that's, like, the high 
point of talking about it, right? Like what is the biggest thing it can do? It will take over your home and ever you'll buy, you know, $10,000 for the new light switches. And then you'll talk to the signal. The midpoint is the watch, right? Mm-hmm. Apple launched this watch to great fanfare. It is by far the winner in the market, but it still is it's still, like uh, whatever. Although the AirPods are great. We did, they the AirPods are great. So yeah. let's very quickly go through the rest of it because we have a ton of questions from listeners. We talked about the iPad Pro and how it looks. It's nicer, better looking improvements. The Macs, very briefly, each of you. <laughs> There's a lot of Macs. Uh, yeah. They updated the MacBook, the little MacBook with new processors, which mm-hmm. is my current favorite product they make because it's very small. And but the Pro was the real center. Um, they updated the Pro, the MacBook Pros with new processors as well. They updated the iMacs. And then there's an iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iMac Pro is a really interesting product for them. They have publicly announced that they'll be making a new Mac Pro presumably next year. Mm-hmm. But in the interim, if you are a Pro user, you've been left behind by Apple for quite some time. Your option is this new iMac Pro, which is very pretty. It's space gray. Um, it has Intel's highest-end Xeon processors, up to 18 cores. It has crazy graphics cards. All these computers now support external GPUs, so you can plug in crazy stuff. And that means, sum it all up, you can now do things like render VR on these right. computers, which you were not able to do before. So fantastic computers. Yeah. I think, I think Apple's just doing pockets. what they, they need to do. And what they really need to do is put out that Mac Pro that's modular and let people upgrade it. But that is obviously coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously coming. All right. And then, Lauren, on you, and also anything on the iPad Pro? Uh, the iPad Pro, so they introduced a 10.5-inch iPad Pro, which is only slightly bigger than the 9.7-inch iPad Pro, but they did some thing where they shrunk the bezels of the tablet so much that the screen Smaller actually bezels, feels yeah. a lot bigger. Uh, so it, the thing I liked about this is I walked up to it at the demo table and I thought, okay, this looks like a normal iPad Pro. Whereas the reaction I had when I first walked up to the 12.9-inch one a couple of years ago was, oh my God, this thing is ginormous. Yeah. And it, it's almost like laughably funny if you have normal-sized hands. Big. and right. yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, so this, and, oh, and they upgraded it with a new processor. They increased screen. the, the it, new screen. Uh, right. it's the, they, I think they said it's the brightest screen in an iPad ever. And it has a great name. What is it? What's the name? The name is ProMotion. And they increase the refresh rate. So the refresh rate is uh, just basically it's supposed to make everything more responsive. They showed a couple of examples of applications looking a certain way, but also that impacts, I believe, the way that the pencil, the accessory pencil that they still charge extra for, um, like feels on the screen. So wonky but important changes. I, yeah. You know, Lauren's used it. I haven't. I, to, just talking to Dieter about it, I wrote chest earlier, the way that he described it was – it's when your phone started to get a retina screen. There's no way to describe right. that to someone. Pretty. But when you use it, it's Pretty obvious. And nice. I think yeah. All right. Apple's better at making these kinds of integrated displays. Right, than but there was no like weird thing at the bottom. Right? There's no. It's it's all just really. It's all pretty. Like you talked about the software. Um, yeah. So last question, and then we'll get to questions from the audience. Both of you, how did this event rank compared with other Apple WWDCs, which is like uh, the Super Bowl for you people? Well, uh, my sources told me before the event that I should use the restroom as much as possible beforehand because I would not be moving from a chair for many hours. And that proved to be correct. <laughs> so, um, you know, d- limit your liquid intake. Uh, and it, it's true. I think it went about two hours and 20 minutes. And that was cut down from my understanding is about an hour, uh, mm-hmm. cut down an hour from three hours. So um, so it was long and they packed a lot of information. In, and as I said earlier, this was definitely one of the most hardware focused WWDCs I've been to. Uh, I like to spend WWDC talking to 
developers, the app makers, and hearing what's going on in their world and things that are changing their world as people who like do this stuff for a living. And it felt to me like there was a little bit less emphasis on things specifically for the app makers. But then I talked to a lot of people who were, were geeking out about the hardware changes too, because that enables them to do their jobs better, right? It enables them to like make apps that can do certain things like hook into an AR kit or utilize machine learning in a way that's different. So it was it was a nerdier WWDC, and I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, for me, it was interesting not being there. I'm so used to being there. So watching it is a unique experience. And to me, I will say they felt very confident, and that was a good thing. It's more more like valid confidence from Apple than I've seen for a long time. They have a vision of these products. They're moving them forward. But a lot of this stuff is catch-up in many ways. Yeah, um, the iPad Pro, a lot of the features are really innovative and super interesting, but – like Lauren said, a lot of these ideas have been out there. Microsoft has yeah. been pushing they've, them forward they've with the surface. They've been doing that a lot, I've noticed lately. Sometimes um, they're like, oh, people are file sharing. I'm like, yeah. 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 Um, the HomePod, right? They're obviously entering a market. <laughs> oh, people seem to have things in their homes. Yeah. to them. Uh, so, we, we're interested in this area. Yeah. But I, I don't even know if it's fair to, like, what's, what are they really going to do until there's another paradigm shift? So they're entering the markets they need to enter. They're doing it confidently. Yeah. They're doing I'm it the giving way them that a break because I love my ear po- AirPods. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it was it's great. A little thing. Like, them. Literally, it was Make great, but it wasn't them. like some. Yeah. they didn't. Sh- they didn't rock the industry to its knees, right? They're I, just competing. Uh, I went to an event later, uh, and I was wearing them. I'd forgotten them in my ears. I wear them all the time. So I look like such a dork, and and all of the exe- they were all the top executives there. They're like, "You're wearing them." They were so excited. <laughs> they're so happy. Uh, and and I was like, "I hate them, but I love them." And they're like, "No, you love them." I go, "No, I hate them, but I love them." Like, leave me alone. They're starting to pop up more and more in New York, but if I wear them out, I, the people still just stare. Yeah, it's I don't still Kara, <laughs> like, you should have said, "Oh, they're." You should have said, "They're almost as good as my Surface Buds." <laughs> That's true. You know what? I don't look good at all, so it doesn't really matter. It just adds to the whole yeah. veneer. I had some pictures taken today for a Vogue shoot. If you oh, very nice. It. Did you yeah. wear them? Did I you did. wear the AirPods? Oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. No, I did. Uh, Steve Dowling really owes me dinner at this point oh my God. because uh, it, I wore them. I just had them in, I didn't, and they're like, no, we love them. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is so bad. <laughs> but Kara's voguing it with the thing. It's not really the Marissa Mayer photo shoot. <laughs> Yeah. It's me. You're not an spilled ar- over. I'm literally in an army jacket, mom jeans, and uh, <laughs> an the AirPods. AirPods. So great. that is the picture, and, and tree torrents, and that's the picture you're going to get of me in Vogue. That sounds perfect. Thank you very that's much. Exactly you know, Kara, right. some that's people right. would argue that the AirPods are wearables, and you are known for your firm stance on unwearables. So is this going to change things? Thank you very much. All yeah. right, we're moving on. In a minute, we're going to take some questions about WWDC, which is the Worldwide Developers Conference for you people who are not geeks out there done by Apple from our listeners. First, we're going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsors. Lauren? Ka-ching. All right. You have to say that. Mr. Ka-ching. That's great. You have to say it. Ka-ching. No, no that wasn't good. Come on. Ka-ching. Money for your salad, your giant salad. Come on. <laughs> Wait, you know, I'm like, getting a like cut you say cut through the No, night. you're not getting a cut. You just do it. <laughs> do it, was... it for Jim Bangkok. Ka-ching. Nice. Well that done. Good? I like right. that. That was a little saucy. <laughs> All right. This show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, more than 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. 
Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free, the low, low price of free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ask. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ask. One more time, to try it for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ask. We're back with Neelai Patel from The Verge talking about Apple's WWDC this week. And now we're going to take some questions from our readers and listening. Are you ready? I'm, I'm terrified, Are but I'm, I'm here for it. All right. Well, you, I think you'll handle it just fine. Uh, Lauren, you want to read the first question? I'll go for it. And right. Eli, uh, let me just assure you, these are pre-screened. So, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Direct yeah. from I Twitter. Have, I have a few. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, the first question is from Yao, uh, Pedro Felipe, who asks, what do you guys think about the new HomePod? Well, we just said that. Hey, we just, we just, just talked about it. Oh, you know you what we didn't cover, it? though? You know what we didn't cover? What we think what? about it aesthetically. What do you guys it's think about re- the design? It's pretty. Like, it's an Apple product. It looks really cool. Um, I will probably buy I buy everything. I, look, I think, that, like I said, it's more questions than answers, and I hope... On balance, those answers are great, right? But it looks really cool. Would you I would buy probably it? Buy, I, yeah, like I He's said, I buy, buy everything. So. Yeah. Buy I it. would yeah. not buy it. Yeah. I have to say, and I buy a lot of Apple things, but maybe I'll change my mind. Who knows? Someone Lauren, tweeted at me that they thought, so the most common thing I heard on, on Twitter, like. which take with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. is that it looked like a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, uh, I saw that all over the place, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> Someone it? tweeted at me that it looked like a tampon, which made me think that man had never seen a tampon in his life. Oh, my God. <laughs> or doesn't understand human anatomy very well. But I think, I like the look of it. It looked kind of soft and cozy, and like maybe you throw it around like a football so at a backyard barbecue. Did you, you, you saw it. You, we didn't see it, so yes, no. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a roll of toilet paper. It doesn't, it lacks the, it's not tubular like the Echo. It lacks Mm -hmm. kind of the hard edges of other speakers. It doesn't have that weird phallic shape like the Beats pill. Um, Mm. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked its looks. Okay, you liked it. It pleased you. It pleased you. All right. Okay. Okay, Bridget McGraw at McGraw Bridget. How do you see the HomePod impacting Apple's IoT footing? Do you reckon developers will play with HomeKit now that there's Apple hardware? That's a really good question. Um, The big barrier to HomeKit is not software. It's that Apple requires you to have authentication hardware in the devices. Okay. So explain that for the people. um, What's a good example? Wemo, Belkin, uh, company called Belkin has the Wemo devices. They've sold a lot of them: uh, light switches, locks, and they had to release a statement a while ago saying we can't support HomeKit. Because Apple won't let us just update the the software, the firmware on these devices. Mm -hmm. They want us to put an authentication chip in those devices. Right. And then there was a lot of pressure, and they ended up releasing a little box with that authentication chip to control it. That is a barrier. It's it's very Apple. They care about your privacy. They don't want things to infect all the stuff in your house. So HomeKit is a – or the HomePod is a device in your house is certainly – a really easy way to control all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Apple's going to get more uptake in the industry of things is, I think, entirely dependent on how well they manage that requirement of actually having to put hardware in all these devices. Right. It's going pretty well, but you know, Amazon doesn't have that requirement. Lots more stuff works with the Alexa. But when you see it uh, impacting the whole of the idea, it's still these companies still don't control the home yet. They still no. don't. And why is that? And you would think Apple would be at the forefront of that. Uh, you know, Apple's really bad at understanding the difference between shared spaces and personal spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so the That's iPad. A very good observation. Um, the iPad is, I, I think, the ultimate in shared devices. You often hand an iPad to somebody mm-hmm. else, or you only have one for your family. 
it's still just tied to one Apple ID unless yeah. you run a school and you have that yeah. ability. But um, the Apple TV, only one account on Apple TV. The TV no, is the most Google's shared. Been, been advertising that you can share a couple. There's two a couple that are asking different questions about their schedule, and then the lady hands off the baby to the man because his appointment's later in the day. Right, because the Google Home can recognize yeah, two different voices. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the and home, have we don't, two different account. Like yeah, you can, you can put yeah. multiple accounts. You can kind of do it on the yeah. uh, the Echo. Apple is just not. Mm. I think they can't crack the home because they they don't have the framework in iOS in particular to mm, let you share really devices. Mm-hmm. All right, next question, Lauren. Go ahead. I just want to add something quickly to that, which is not specifically about HomePod, but the IoT in general and voice control in general. I think fragmentation is going to be a much bigger problem with voice control than it is right now for screens. Like right now, we're all used to going up to uh, whether it's our TV or. Uh, the microwave, I mean, or a laptop or whatever it is in your house, and you're sort of accustomed to having these different operating systems and different interfaces, and you just sort of adjust in that moment. But when you're walking around your home and you have to think of who to talk to, I think yeah. like trying to talk to three or four different assistants is going to be problematic for people. And I think that's why that $40, $50 Echo Dot mm-hmm. is tremendously important. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Amazon can convince you to put one of those in every room of your house. Yeah. And they're cheap and they're going to get cheaper. Apple's sitting at three twenty nine, and that mm-hmm. they're not going to make the forty fifty dollar version of this, for, if ever. That's just not their move. So there's some amount of what is Siri good for? Are you going to talk to your phone in every other room that you're in, or are you just going to start talking out loud? Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, next question, uh, Lauren. Would you like to read it? Sure. It's from Gareth Rosnick. Does the HomePod have AirPlay support so I can stream audio from my phone? Hashtag too embarrassed. <laughs> These are all the questions. Yes, it has something <laughs> called AirPlay too. Gareth, if you find out what AirPlay 2 is, just let me know because I'm dying to figure it out. Now, Neela, you're a famous journalist, so perhaps that's your job. <laughs> Why don't you give a Someone lob has a to call? Tell me. Lob a call into those boys. Yeah. And I do say mostly boys. They are mostly boys. But so, they haven't made clear exactly what AirPlay 2 is. What happens when you call them? Like, what do they tell you? Um, you know, so The Verge is a lot techier yeah. um, than most publications. So we ask really hard technical questions, yeah. and Apple's re- general response to us is that people don't care about specs. Did, but, they and then they usually wink answer? and they say, but well, sure, you're going to figure it out. And then we figure what? it out. Yeah. <laughs> wink? Yeah. <What? laughs> the, like literally when we ask, what is the clock speed of this phone or how much memory does it right. have? Listen, Woodward and Bernstein, get me this answer. I'd yeah. like this answer and uh, I'd like a story. They always say, this is true, they always say right. people don't care about speeds and feeds. They just care about experiences. All right. And then we have to figure it out on our okay. own. We figure it out on our own. I don't know. I wouldn't put up with that. <laughs> get in there with some – pissed offness. <laughs> That's what I do. I like to get yeah. people fired, though. That's my job at, uh, at Recode. All right. I think this is not something I can get them fired over. Let me get them fired over how much RAM is in this iPhone. <laughs> That's what's my job. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Not really. All right. Matt Caruso at M whatever. Um, is Siri getting any smarter this year? You did bring this on. Context aware. Seems they didn't mention anything about catching up to Google Assistant. And also from Jessica Swarner, seconded, I wonder how Siri compares as I've heard mixed feedback about Alexa's performance. Tell us about the Siri. I find Siri stupid as can be as ever. But Yeah. Uh, you know, Laura, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts too. Um, Apple has the great advantage of having Siri everywhere you are. So they just do little improvements to Siri over time. It's happening in your pocket. Google doesn't have that kind of space with Google Assistant. they got to convince you to buy an Android phone or a Pixel or – some other – the Google Home that has Assistant on it, and that's going to be your interaction. Amazon has to convince you to open the, the Amazon app on your phone to use Alexa or uh, buy an Echo device. So I, I think Siri can be worse, but it's going to have a higher installed base for a long time. That's mm-hmm. an advantageous position for Apple to be in. Right. All right. 
I think we could get in the weeds about how good the actual voice recognition and computation is relative to each assistant, but I think that the important way to look at these assistants is not as virtual assistants to us, but virtual assistants to the companies they are made by. So mm. each of them is doing something for the company that has uh, created them. And they're kind yeah. of these like, I don't know, forward facing or consumer facing entities for what is ultimately a, like very powerful data processing and machine learning that's going on behind the scenes. So in the case of Google, as Neil I said earlier, you used a word that was really good and I'm trying to remember what it was now. Collates. They use collates information so that it can serve you up ads, right? Amazon wants you to shop. Apple wants you to have better experiences that tie into their other hardware products right. and other but applications. So the one thing that Siri does have going for it as uh, sometimes, like, even though it may seem a little bit, I'm trying to be kind here, but I guess the next thing is coming to You don't me. have to be that kind. You know, yeah. Like, it is, it, Apple does stress privacy. It stresses that a lot of this stuff that's happening happens on device, which means not all the data is being sent to the cloud, which means it's not stored in some nebulous place and being sold to third parties. There are some benefits to having what may feel like a somewhat limited virtual assistant at this point in time. Yeah. All right. So privacy is my big thing. I would that mm-hmm. I would get Apple over it. So, uh, do you think these things? Where do they get in a year, Neela? In hmm. a year. Yeah. What do they get? What, how do they get smarter? They do they turn into her or what happens? <laughs> like where are they going? Because uh, none not, of it seems that moving forward very quickly. You know, and, uh, if you talk to the most optimistic people in the valley about where mm-hmm. these things are going, they will tell you that they are all going to hit the hard limit of the fact that a general AI doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I can't. you can't talk to any of these assistants like I would talk to you or any other person because they don't have that computational ability behind them. So there's like a hard limit to what they can do so until the next pair, until basically the machines take over for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a year, I think you can see Amazon's going to keep putting out more and more devices that depend on Alexa. They, yeah. They've put out, what, two or three mm-hmm. recently? Mm-hmm. The show and the look. Mm-hmm. Walt refers to one of them as the pervert one because it's the camera. <laughs> um, you know, they're building oh, out an Walt. ecosystem of that those devices, and you can put them everywhere in your life. Google, I think, is just really betting on the long game with the assistant. They know that they want in search. They think they can do the same sort of thing for their product, and they're just going to keep chugging away at it. I think Apple just really wants to prove that it can play, mm-hmm. and they haven't. You know, they they haven't been in that zone. I think a lot of people have talked to them. Uh, or about Apple is saying you invented Siri. You brought you were yeah. in market five years sure. ago. What the hell? What have you been doing? So I think they just want to prove that they're in the mix. All right. That's I think that's their move for the, the rest of the year. Seems kind of weak to me, but okay. Yeah. Well, All right, they, Lauren, that next. privacy stuff is both. Privacy, an, that is why it's I, a market advantage, thing. but it's I would a, a trust the toilet paper more than I would right. say the, the large tube. <laughs> it looks like a penis. Anyway. shopping tube. <laughs> All right. No, I actually the have my tube. Amazon Alexa. All right. Um, next question, Lauren, why you ask? Sure. It's from Jim Gresham, who asks, why do you think the iPad still lacks forced touch, aside from forced the expense touch. of adding it on such a large screen? Hashtag too embarrassed. I love when people mm. use our hashtag, by the way. I'm very happy <laughs> because it is kind of a long hashtag and it's got like multiple. Anyway. Neil, were you touch. tweeting about this recently? I was. You? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what got, are your thoughts I got some on answers. I'm going to read your tweets more. I don't some know. people, they're not great. Um, <laughs> some people. People whispered some things to me. Um, it adds weight. So yeah. obviously it's a large device. So you got to add weight. It 
is awkward to use, mm-hmm. right? You, you, when you're holding a phone like this, you can just push down with your yeah. thumb. You rarely hold an iPad like that. Yeah, my mom hits her phone. Like, she hits it. <laughs> They're nails. She's long nails. And yeah. Click, click, click. She's oh always banging at it. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I think it's going to, like, open up or something. Um, and then you know, there's just more – literally, there's more screen real estate on iPads. So they can show mm-hmm. you the additional UI that might otherwise I see. be hidden. So, so expense, I, weight, why? Yeah, I, I think it should be there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But how? I, I, they're, they're letting the iPad become its own product. Okay. All right. Also, Force Touch is not great on a phone. You're not missing anything. No, I would agree with you. I don't yeah. like it. It's creepy. I find it creepy. All right, Ben Schaffer, uh, does the new file manager on the iPad allow me to organize my work by projects, or am I still stuck with by program? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. What I've seen so far is just by program. It'll you know There will be a list of uh, third-party um, you know, cloud storage apps, Box, Dropbox, all of those, right? And right, but you if can... you're like a Dropbox, if all you have is Dropbox or iCloud Drive or whatever, in there you can have files and folders, and you can arrange those files and folders by project. So if you have like a JPEG and then text document or whatever, you can put those in a folder instead of Dropbox. All right, but so... when you're looking in the within the Files application itself, like Apple's new Files. Yeah. app and then you're and you sort of the way I saw it and I had a limited glimpse of it was that there's on the left hand side of the of the app container there's like a list of the possible services you can send your files to and on the right hand side you can either look at all of your files in either some type of list view or thumbnail view or whatever it might be I didn't see any sort of option to create like a project like on the left hand side like in a yeah it, d- it depends this is so nerdy it depends on where logically you think projects live so if projects if if you they're in a folder, or live in a Dropbox or world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. You're mm. losing me. Uh, yeah. Versus. It's very. It's, <laughs> All right. Let's next talk one. about That's it some more via audio because that seems <laughs> we, like the best way we, to do it. This is like the difference between the Virgcast and the show. It's like yeah, right. that's an hour long debate. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> next question right, is from Francine Hardaway, who says, "Oh, that reckless." That's oh, no. your lie. That's it. She no. says. <laughs> she continues. Yes, I'm, I, I also feel bad about it. She said, I plan to buy a new iPad. Ask him if I also need a new iMac. And then her hashtag was Apple Dork. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Right. Apple Dork. It depends on how old your iMac is. I think if you have a reasonably new iMac, you should just get a new iPad and be happy. Um, but I have an ancient well, iMac. Just give her advice there, you. Well, I mean, if you have, if your iMac is 10 years old, you should get a new one, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're missing out on iSierra, right? Like, you're, you should just be in the middle of the software upgrade life cycle for all of your devices. And I think you'll be, particularly with Apple, you'll be relatively happy. Okay. All right. All right. Next question, Alan ML, Jose Alan ML. Why does the iMac Pro keyboard not have a touch bar? That is a fascinating question. Another question you have. Um, Why is that fascinating? Explain. So Apple, if you just look at what they're doing with their product lines, they're bringing Mm -hmm. them closer together, right? Mm -hmm. So the iPad is starting to look way more like the, the Macs. They've added touch to the MacBook Pro yep. in the form of this touch bar. They don't want you to touch the screen. Right. But they haven't brought it to these devices, the desktop devices, yeah. and it seems very easy to do it. I imagine that powering the processor and powering the display requires more than the little batteries they have in those keyboards, but it's a move that they should probably figure okay. out how to make. Okay, so another question for you. Put it on the list. 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at the thing, so I couldn't demand well, the answer. You have a phone, things. huh? You have a phone. I do. You call them. Well, I text. didn't think about that question. All right, well, there you go. Now yeah. add it to the list. Yeah. The things that Verge is going to find out for us. All right, uh, the next one. I'm going to do this one because I because I, I wait. Are you under the impression that anyone in the world can get Apple to disclose their new product I know product you plans? can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. Look, I'm busy beating up Apple, on Uber. Can you tell I can me head about over you, there if you Can you tell me about your new products? Just go ahead and let me. I'm going to go over there. You know what? I am busy beating up Uber, but I'll take a second and I will drive. Myself down find out when they're putting out the wireless magic will, keyboard with the touch bar. I, I, I shall. I okay. shall. But I I'm know you can that. do it. If anybody could do it, you can do it. Uh, I have faith in you. You should be proud. I have faith in you. I'm, I'm, that, I'm lit up. All right. Get going. So I, but myself. I want answers. So yeah. please, let's, right. not, let's not fuck around here. Let's get the answers <laughs> we need. All right. Because uh, the geeks are waiting. All right. I'm going to ask this because I'm going to ask both of you this. Anshul Kapoor. I am Anshul uh, why wasn't Eddie Q on stage this time? I saw him later. He looked very. We had a Rihanna discussion, but uh, what but did he otherwise, say? Why, he was explaining to me who he was actually talking to. He has an ongoing was funny it, funny war Rihanna? with another lady. No, Rihanna was involved though. It, it yeah. was very complicated. And then after a while, I was bored, and I just like okay, I don't care because you're all sitting on the floor of the yeah. thing, and you're all rich people sitting on the floor, and I probably couldn't get tickets. So <laughs> I was like not interested. In. <laughs> Anyway, so in it, it's a bunch of rich people standing up and cheering on the stage, on the court. Stage. But basketball and, is generally played on a stage. Yes, whatever. You know, Lauren, I'm, Lauren. All right, whatever. Why wasn't he there? <laughs> I think he wasn't on stage because they t- Apple talked about TV for all of two seconds and moved along. I mean, there really was yeah. a lot to pack into okay, this event. So and then and then I think, uh, you know, we saw this is now we're taping this on Wednesday. Last night was Tuesday, uh, and the new Planet of the App show, which is one of Apple's oh, first forays into original content, aired last night. And so I think they were, I don't know, waiting a little bit this week to make so some why wasn't the that TV announcements. Out there? Mm. It's not great. Mm. It's not great. That's why. I haven't um, watched it yet. Yeah. Why wasn't that trotted out? Yeah. Planet of the Apps? Yeah. They buried it. It's not easy to find. They're not making a big deal out of it. Uh-oh. It's just sort of out in the world. Um, it's worth watching. I'll say Gary Vaynerchuk. I would love to have him. If mm-hmm. I was doing a startup, I'd want that guy telling you me what like to do. like the weird... Downward thing. Yeah. No, he's, he's the best part of the show by far. Um, All right, yes, he is. But, uh, you know, they only uh, Eddie's been working on that Amazon deal for a long time, mm-hmm. and he got it. But that's the only thing that happened on the media side for them. And I think that's just – they had two and a half hours worth of stuff. I think they just condensed it. All right. Okay. Well, then he wasn't there. Yeah. And he yeah. was somewhere else. He, he was around, though. He was definitely around. All right. Next one, Lauren, why don't you ask? Sure. This is from Broadcast Storm on Twitter. Do you think that the AR demo that Apple gave is any better than the currently existing Google Tango? If so, Ooh. how? I actually would like to weigh in on this because I had done a little bit of reporting, a little bit. I did a fair amount of reporting uh, over the past couple of weeks, talking to people about what they were hoping from Apple with regards to AR, different types of AR and how it works. Google Tango is uh, an impressive platform that Google has developed, but it's a very specific hardware and software combination in order to make the AR work. So it requires like a bunch of different sensors, camera sensors, depth sensors, IR sensors, and then it requires you know the apps to be built to those specifications. And then you get this really cool kind of depth you know, in-depth AR experience on the phone. Because it's so hardware specific, there is literally only one phone on the market right now that supports this technology. It's a Lenovo phone. The experience I had is kind of clunky, but it's still early technology. Um, There's one other phone that's been announced, an Asus phone that hasn't hit the market yet. I think it's supposed to come to market this summer. Um, So the limitation right there is just like, okay, you can do this really cool stuff in AR on a phone, but you have to have all this this stuff in, in the phone itself. What Apple did at the developers conference is it did it via software, basically. It said, okay, you know, you've got iPhones right now, you've got the existing cameras and the existing sensors that 
we all are using, if we're using an iPhone right now, and we're going to open up those sensors in a way that developers now have access to more data and more information so they can build this more depth-like AR experience on the phone. So arguably, that was like a little bit of a long-winded answer, but arguably um, what Apple is doing is a little bit better because you don't need specific hardware to do it. You can just use the iPhone. Neela? Yeah, it, I, I have the same answer. I think also Apple owns their whole stack. That's their huge advantage. Um, and they're able to say, we're going to do all the AR processing for you developers. We're going to tune it. We're going to save the battery life. We don't need a bunch of crazy hardware. The fact that they're doing with basically their video camera is insane. Like that's way ahead of what anybody else can do. Mm-hmm. And they can save power. They can, you know, they can take away the pain from developers. So uh, Pokemon Go was showed rebuilt on ARKit and like presumably it will do better at, at not killing your battery permanently the way that Pokemon Go does right now. All right. Okay. Final question from someone named Mossberg. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't Can like you this. handle this one? I'm not ready I'm going to do it in his voice This is too. why I was terrified. Why is there no 3.5 millimeter <laughs> headphone jack on the HomePod? I say it's an outrage. Oh, Walt. <laughs> Walt really Neil, I'm going to let you Twitter take this one. Outrage about this one. <laughs> no, no. You have to answer it too, Lauren. Good. I, you know. It's outrage. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about 3.5 millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's it's whatever. The headphone jack is fine, but a lot of speakers have line ins. People yeah. use them. Yes, they do. So it's weird that they wouldn't have that, and they wouldn't have Bluetooth. I think if they had Bluetooth. Whatever, it's a Bluetooth speaker. You can do whatever you want. But like I said, Boy, the it's uh, ugly because it makes the toilet paper look like it has an iPhone jack head out of it, right? Yeah, but it's weird. The iPad has a headphone jack. All the Macs they announced yesterday have headphone jacks. It's courage. Courage. Um, I, look, they built a speaker that can only use Apple Music. They're going to have to figure that out. Lauren, any thoughts? Are you outraged? Uh, my only thought right now, based on this question, is how much I already miss Mossberg, especially <laughs> especially senior week Mossberg. Uh, Mossberg. He, he asked that question leaving. just to troll me. Yes. I know it. <laughs> Mossberg is leaving the building. You two have to get used that's to it. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have a really, really podcast have to with say him where I just that. call him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> just whatever I want. It's going to be in the cigar story. It's not going to be interesting. <laughs> questions about like technical questions. Do you think – look, here's one. The, there's going to be a new iPhone this year. There's a new iPhone every yeah. year. Do you think he's going to stay away? He's not. He's going to – we're going to get him on one of these shows. All it's right. Great. Okay. All right. We'll see. I think he's going right to the cigar story in the battlefield. You're never going to see him again. That's what I <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to see. But you're right. The new iPhone, he probably will. Yeah, he's way in, stay away. especially if it's super different. It's yeah, super, if it's big, he's going to be excited. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Neil. Thank you. I thank you guys for having me. Yes, Neil. I thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. It's lovely to be here at the Vox Podcast Media, whatever the hell it is, right? Media <laughs> Podcast Network. All right, we go deep here, right? Yeah. 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 Deep. It's real. It's real in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. That's you want to do another hour on file systems? I'll do it. That's the motto. We go deep. Do you know that? That's the motto. I didn't know oh, it that is. That's the new motto of Vox Media. Network. Oh god, it's better than the. the I just like to keep saying the, or Sats that. AOL motto that we have, really? which is brands people love. I know brands people love, but we go deep. Come on, <laughs> seriously, not... like transform into. A I didn't know companies. that was it. There's a yes, reason. Yes, it is, and I keep saying it's Jim Bikoff in various voices, and I think I'm making him turn red every time. So that's my goal. You can start to do that too. Okay. Eli, just join me in the quest to embarrass Jim Bankoff. And then it be that's happy. what I'm here for. Do you All think right. I haven't already? Yes, I think you will, but this gives you more mo- uh, fodder. Anyway, this has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Thank you for joining us, Neelay, again. Yes, thank, thank you, you Neelay. And you can find Neelay on the Twitter at Reckless and 
just send him all the information about Airplay 2 that you possibly have. Uh, <laughs> not know what is going on. No idea. None of us to do. The bottom None of, of us do. If you all enjoyed this week's episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to our show and you can leave us a review at iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. But seriously, subscribe. If you do, you'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and you can listen to every episode at recode.net slash podcasts. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. The Verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure. There's our weekly show, The Vergecast, which is hosted by Neelai Patel, who joined us this week. And then tonight, uh, Walt and Neelai are doing the last ever Control Walt Elite live in New York City. By the time you hear this, it might be too late to get tickets, but you should check just in case if you happen to be in the New York area. And then if not, you can listen to that podcast next week when it comes out. Right, yeah, we, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, unless you find another Walt. Unless you find another Walt. There's also, I'll tell you, on uh, we went into Walt's Museum of Gadgets. Oh, my God. And there's going to be a bunch I've of videos there. on the site next week. Wow, I've Walt, been there. Walt I've been to that. Go to the Anyway, don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag Too Embarrassed or email them to Too Embarrassed at Recode.net. Thanks to everyone for listening. And thanks also to Digital Media, the company that distributes the show, including Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you have been too embarrassed to ask. So tune in then.